Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Has started the uh, very popular wrapping paper project challenge because, after all, we're in the holidays. I know it's hard to tell here in the Caribbean because it's like 93 degrees all the time, but for the rest of the world where it feels maybe a little bit more festive, um, the wrapping paper project plays right into our topic today, which is talking about five methods to expand and more easily speak with people who are in your center of influence, maybe your past clients, your database. And so she started in today's premier uh, coaching Facebook Live session, the wrapping paper challenge. And all this is, is you can go to the dollar store, you get, you know, maybe 100 wrapping paper rolls, and they're all on sale right now, so they're like 50 cents a piece, maybe a dollar. And then you outfit them with something cute, like some ribbon where you tie your business card, you can get a hole punch, tie your business card to a message that says something like, friends don't let friends get wrapped up with the wrong real estate agent. Call me today for a free uh, market analysis, something like that. That's fun. A lot of agents will put like a uh, little candy cane on the top. You know, it's a fun thing. And so how do you use this? You take it to people in your database, right? Your pop buys, they call it sometimes. You take them to closings. You use them at open houses. You use them wherever you possibly can. Lead follow-up. You know, the, the point is to have a hundred of them and to get them out there. And this is so well received. It's such a nice surprise. And pretty much everybody needs wrapping paper right now. Well, you don't have to necessarily just give those to centers of influence of past clients no, either. You can use them everywhere. They could just be random acts of kindness. Exactly. You know, uh, Coach Rochelle's known for getting them out there doing this kind of boots on the wrapping paper on the ground. <laughs> so you can take them to your professional centers of influence, mortgage, title, et cetera. You know, of course, using your Ford script, asking for referrals, but you can also take them again to closings or open houses or just, you know, maybe you have a cocktail party tonight and everybody gets to bring one home. Yeah, you know, that it's a fantastic idea, yeah. right? Anything that's put you out there in front of people this time of year where you're showing your gratitude and your appreciation for, you know, just having them in your life and hopefully they'll feel the same way about you, right? That's right. It's a great idea. Mm -hmm. No downside to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we did have, we are obviously leading into what our topic is for today. And the topic for today is how to actually build your scenarios of influence and past clients. Now, this is a omnipresent conversation that we're always having with all of you because most of you have read our book or you will get the book for Christmas, I am assuming, right? Better. Called Harris Rules. It's available at Barnes and Noble and every bookseller and of course on Amazon. And one of the chapters in there is basically the, uh, that you have to build your lead generation, um, your spokes on the wheel. And just to take what's a chapter and try to condense it. Imagine you're uh, an old uh, bicycle wheel with lots of spokes, right? So imagine the wheel that each of the spokes that you're going to create is a source of lead generation. And uh, what we coach agents to do, what we certainly uh, prescribe you to do, is to take uh, the make the first uh, spokes the ones that are proactive lead generation and not passive lead generation. What's the difference between proactive and passive? Passive is buying leads. So anytime you're doing a, a, like a YouTube video or you're doing any kind of social networking, if you're buying literally buying leads, that's passive. And the problem with building your business predicated on passive lead buying is that it's very inconsistent. You can't track it. You can't count on it. You're not really building a business. It's not predictable. It's not du duplicatable. You are, anytime you're 
sentence would be, I hope this works. Right. You're running on hopium, which is not a plan. Right. And, you know, guys, it's just a massive fallacy that most, not just agents, but small business owners fall prey to, is believing you can buy your way or being a passive lead generator. Because lead generation is the number one job of any small business owner. You could have the greatest product ever, and if you don't have really good lead generation, good luck. The blessing about being in real estate is that you don't have to buy business if you know how to proactively lead generate it. Because everybody and their brother and their brother's uncle and their dog wants to buy a house and, you know, second house, third house. Unlike if you are selling like a, you know, you came up with some sort of great product and you now have to establish the audience, give credibility to the product and the whole thing. In those particular cases, the branding of the product does make sense because you have to uh, validate that the product is something that's credible that people are going to feel comfortable purchasing. But you're in real estate. You really can't skip all of those steps that most, most of you are being led to believe are mandatory when you're building your real estate business. But the number one spoke that we want you to remember to build first is always your centers of influence and past clients spoke. And the reason is, it's because it's the easiest spoke to build. There's usually no rejection. You or already no, have them. You don't have to already, buy them. Exactly. They're yours. And so just to uh, finish with the spokes and the wheel analogy, guys, a, a mature real estate practice is going to have usually around seven proven lead generator or generation spokes. And four or five of those are going to be proactive based Three or four of them are going to be proactive based that are going to be really, really solid. Centers of influence and past clients should be the number one. But what you'll discover is as your uh, as your wheel becomes stronger, as you build more spokes, you might not ever want to do the passive lead generation stuff because you you don't need to because you know you can proactively generate your business. But spoke numero uno is always centers of influence and past clients. And this is the perfect time of year mm-hmm. to really be drilling down. Now, let's do help them understand yes. what is, just so they can, sure. you know, again, a lot of bad information is flowing around the mm-hmm. industry. Again, small business owners in general. Your centers of influence and past client, the way you got to think about what they truly are. It's not just a bunch of people that you sort of kind of maybe know that are in a big CRM that you got from buying leads or whatever, right? Those are, so if you had a Christmas party and you wanted to invite people over that are, are, you know, one or two degrees away from maybe feeling like family members, those are your centers of influence and past clients. Those are the people that you really, you know, there's different levels of centers of influence and past clients. But the first list you always want to start with are those people. You're going to have a big Christmas party. You're going to invite them all over. Who are the people that you are having over because you genuinely like them and they like you? Some of you have very small lists and that's fine, but that's the place you're going to start. The, what a lot of agents make the mistake of is thinking the more people they have the centers of influence and past clients list, somehow that's going to mean more sales. And it does not work like no, that. That's why you call them your database. Right. Okay? Exactly. That's not the same as your, you know, super special center of influence who you would invite to a party. It, and, and it's okay if your your list, it's almost better if your list is smaller because you know who they are. Now you can be adding to your centers of influence and past clients. And we're going to talk about that. Right. And, um, you know, essentially maturing people into being closer to you and having a real, real relationship with them. But at the end of the day, the idea of just having hundreds, if not thousands of people in a CRM that you're going to drip on somehow magically, those people are going to do business with you. That has been proven by a bunch of different research studies to be a complete and utter waste of time. So if you're doing CRM marketing, thinking you're going to put a a bunch of uh, 
I would call them lukewarm to cold leads in the CRM, and you're going to drip on them until the cows come home, and then they're going to want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time and don't waste your money. That you're being sold something that will not work or does not work in a high enough uh, you know percentage to really be worth your time at all. You will run out of money and get out of the business before you ever get any business from those lead sources. So what we're going to talk about today is really the the rock solid foundations of building a true centers of influence and past client list. Yes, and we're going to give you a variety of different ways. This actually started from a special request from a listener and premier coaching client named Grace who said, quote, I have issues speaking with my center of influence that I've not communicated with in a while. I don't want them to think I'm only calling because I need referrals. We hear this all the time, not just from Grace. What should I do? Is there a script? Okay, so I had just a few bullet points if you're in that situation or if you're just generally awkward talking to your past client's center of influence. So here are some talking points. Always make it all about them. That's the number one thing. I mean, that could summarize all your points, right? Pretty much. But never talk about yourself. Nobody, look. Nobody cares about Julie and I or you, maybe our dog, maybe Zoe sometimes, usually. But the reality of it is, is people want to have you ask about them. They want to talk about themselves. They Everybody want, loves that. Exactly. They want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about what's, you know, what's going on in their family there. And we're going to get to some specific drill down stuff. But the thing that instantly turns people off is if you talk about yourself. And it, it has become second nature to many people to think that it's like a game of tennis, right? You talk about you, I talk about me. You talk about you, I talk about me. If you guys really want to be great communicators and people that are someone that's going to attract people to them, avoid talking about yourself as much as you can. You don't need to give them any background. They only yeah. sort of are acting like they care. <laughs> Ask them about them. Get them talking about themselves. Because then when they see you, they're going to gravitate towards you because you're the person that shows interest in them every single time. And they love that because you're asking about their favorite topic, which is them. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> in our mindset section in uh, coaching, we have a, a series that talks about how to have a better conversation. And one of the big points is stop yourself from saying in conversation that's just like the time that I. Right. Okay. So just stop yourself from doing it because it's not just like the time that you. It's not about you. So keep the focus on them. Also bring something of value. Have things to talk about about real estate. Don't be weird about what you do. And that could be a whole podcast. Uh, get great at the Ford Memory Jogger, which is going to be our first point here. And get great at actually asking for business. So again, we're going to do five different methods to expand your sphere. Now, why is Centers of Influence and Past Clients the number one spoke? It's all the reasons we said before, but it, here's the other. This is the major reason. And this research has been done numerous, numerous times. And I'll give you guys the story and you can backfill it with your own experience because you all have had similar experiences. Today, your roof has a leak, right? Mm-hmm. And Or your rental property has a leak. You need to hire a roofer to fix said leak. Um, and I'm sure one of our rental properties has a leak that you're I probably working. said it. Now it's going to happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So there is a leak going on. It needs to be fixed. You need to hire a roofer. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to go to your own Rolodex, right? Who your, do I know? Your own database. Who do I know? Who do I know that's I personally know that's probably fixed this a similar roofing problem for me or in real estate, maybe a client? Who do I know that I trust that can fix my problem? And if the answer is you don't know anybody, then you're going to naturally go to a centers of influence and past client. You're going to ask somebody you trust for their advice about a roofer. Ask for a referral. You're going to ask for a referral. And then the third thing that you're going to do, if you don't know someone, if nobody you know knows someone, then you might respond to an ad. But that's really unlikely, right? Because you probably already, like you mentioned roofing, I thought who I would use for roofing automatically. (laughs) Right. But if I didn't, like let's say it's one of our properties that's in a state that we don't have a bunch of other properties. Okay, so maybe I don't. I'm going to ask somebody like, say, my property manager there who definitely knows somebody. It's only after you've exhausted those two things 
that you might, might try out somebody from an ad. And even then, you're probably going to compare because you've gotten to that point. So the two takeaways, and we're going to give you some uh, percents. Now, these aren't the exact numbers. It's in our book, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. But it's something like 5% or 4% of everybody chooses who they're going to use, be it a real estate agent, be it a roofer, does not matter what, from an ad. Everybody else, basically, a vast majority of people, and again, I don't remember the numbers, but it's almost all the people, they use somebody that they've previously known. Like, again, I wish I it's remember like the percentage. It's like 87% of the time. Yeah. they're used. there's another 5% of the time that they get a referral. It's only this micro percentage that, that are responding respond to, to an ad. So the bottom line is, is this, the filters that you go through when deciding who you're going to do business with are the same filters that everybody goes through. So if you know that most people are choosing who they're going to choose as their real estate professional from someone they personally know their own center of influence and past clients or from a referral from somebody they know love and trust why would you waste time trying to buy business and be passive with your lead generation do you guys get the fallacy in trying to buy business well they're working the wrong percentage yeah right exactly I mean, it's it really is but it's important to understand that because well, nobody, nobody else says it, it. Exactly. well why don't why doesn't anyone else say it because they're get, selling them crap exactly they're selling them crap know. nobody else is going to tell you guys that because they're all trying to to quote sell you some crap sell you some crap that's <laughs> okay. what they're trying to do yes i Gosh, it's Zoe's alarm. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's no problem. No problem. <laughs> Julie's getting the Zoe alarm to pick Zoe up. No problem. So here's what we're going to do. Five methods to expand uh, and more easily speak with your centers of influence and past clients. Yes. Method number one, it's called Ford and the market analysis offer. And we're going to walk you through this. And I'll walk through, I'll go through this relatively quick. Mm -hmm. So using Ford memory jogger to start open with and reconnecting. And by the way, Ford has been around since people learned to talk. And yes. it, it stands for family, occupation, recreation, dreams. And so the idea here is you start out conversations with people. And it could even, it's, guys, this works. example right there? Okay, go ahead. So, hi, Max. This is Julie Harris with eXp Realty. How are you? And let them answer. How's your family, wife, kids, dog, parrot, right? Whatever you know about them and let them talk. They're going to say, how are you? You're going to say, it's great. So you allow for some discussion and the inevitable reciprocity. How are you? And or if they know you, how's real estate? To which you respond with, remember, Grace asked for a script. I'm doing awesome, Max. I was so blessed to have such great friends and clients. And, you know, everybody's asking me about this crazy market. So I'm making sure I'm available to answer your questions. A lot of my friends and clients are just amazed by how much their home's value has increased in just the past 18 months. Let them talk. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we talk about it all the time at work. I can't believe so-and-so just sold their house for X, right? You know they're going to talk about real estate. Especially now. Especially It's insanity. Now. But let, let me give you an alternative to that, guys. Sure. Some of you will feel even that that is too direct. And I respect that. If you're just getting started in real estate or you're somebody who's been in real estate forever and you feel uncomfortable having direct conversations, do this. Stalk them a little bit on social. Find out what's going on in their lives. Call them up. Wish them a happy holidays. And they just talk about something that they posted. I saw that you just taught your dog to water ski or whatever the hell it is, well, that's right? It's like part of the Ford script family. Yes. Right? Talk about their but, family. So you start out by talking about something that you know they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you're so you're giving them all kinds of recognition. You're recognizing what's going on in their family. You're telling them you're reading about what they posted on Facebook or whatever. You're giving them all kinds of love that they're going to show immediate appreciation for and talk about it. Say again, I'm wishing you a happy holidays. I noticed that you taught your cat to skydive, right? Okay. Whatever it is. Exactly. Have this conversation. And then in the conversation with this, oh, by the way, who do you know that I should be helping this market buy or sell real estate? That's all. 
have a conversation so, and if you're just getting started, that's an easy way to do it. Or again, if you're a little bit shy about making calls like this, and calls, guy, the way, you guys listening to what we're saying? Calls, 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 calls. Yeah, we're not texting. We're not, you know, just posting all around social media. You use the social media to have something to talk about in the phone. Right. Now, again, you then will end the conversation with saying, oh, by the way, Julie, mm -hmm. who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping in this market? Right. I'm asking you for a referral. I'm asking you who I should be helping. Nobody is going to react negatively to that. Can you imagine? Model out in your heads those biggest, the biggest, you know, fiercest, worst case scenario where you just got done giving them all this love and recognition. And then you ask them who you should yeah. be helping where they're not going to react by. You're not going to get rejection. There, no rejection there. That's a rejection free approach. Well, now script polish here for a second because you know how they like to make it their own and all this mm -hmm. modification stuff. So you said specifically, whom do you know? Not do you know anyone? Oh, yeah, definitely. Big difference. You have to say whom because or who, right? They're then going to actually jog their minds. And you're going to hear them thinking about it. And then you might want to say, well, let me, I'll send you a quick text in case you come across to anybody or I'll just message you, whatever, whatever. But leave the door open so that you can actually then, you will call them again. You're going to follow our coaching program. We're going to give you more conversation starters to have. They're going to be equally as indirect and almost passive, but they're always going to end with asking for the referral. Yeah. You know what's awesome is our coaching clients are doing this right now. This is their assignment is they all have to talk, talk to over the phone, X number of people from their database, right? And it's funny because they ask that question, whom do you know who I could, who could use my help buying or selling real estate? And, you know, right now, because of market conditions, you know what their answer always is? Well, you know, I just heard that my neighbor just got this for their house. Is that yep. really right? Exactly. And then you roll into the CMA part. Well, would you like me to run some numbers for you? It's so much easier right now because you have the holidays as your excuse to connect. But because everybody's heard, hasn't everybody you've talked to? Anywhere we go, well, heard if they, of the last high sale. Well, of course, but if they haven't, maybe have the last high sale at your fingertips. Yes, have or, the MLS open. Have on the MLS screen. open, right? So you can just drop a quick search in. And guys, we publish on this podcast and on our main website, timandjulieharris.com, all kinds of content you can be using. For example, Goldman Sachs says home appreciation across the country will be at least 16% in 2022. Mm -hmm. I promise you, you're calling somebody, you know, congratulating them for, the, for their skydiving cat, and you're, <laughs> you know, tell, showing them some love, some recognition, some appreciation, and then you're telling them that their house is probably going to appreciate by, you know, between 10 and 20%. Uh, that is all good things. And 17% already this year. Don't forget that. You guys get the point? So there's no excuse not to do the calls. Yeah, people will want to listen to you and talk to you. All right, method number two, and then Julie's got to hit the school run. Yes, method number two, take the 30-day challenge. 30 coffee or Zoom coffee dates in 30 days. That's right. Now, you can make this 30 work days. doesn't have to be consecutive, okay? But meet at Starbucks or your local coffee shop or bakery. If someone else in your database owns a place like that, meet there to support them. How many of your past clients and centers of influence can you meet with a 30-day period? What if you met two at a time? I'm just worried about all the weight gain from going to Starbucks well, and I coffee know. shop. I, would, I, would, I didn't say they had to eat donuts. We can replace that if the weather will permit. Uh, maybe meeting at a dog a park. or something. Exactly. Yeah. But when you meet, simply use your FORD, Family Occupation Recreation Dreams Memory Jogger. When you talk about real estate, be positive and use the script. Real estate is amazing right now. I've been really blessed to help so many people this year. I've set a goal of helping five more families buy or sell real estate by the end of the year. Whom do you know who I should be helping buy or sell? Similar to what you just said, right? But this is in person, and this is actually making some fun out of the challenge, right? What would happen? I mean, think about 
everybody says I, sh I need to be talking to my past clients database more. What would happen if you said, over these next 30 business days, no matter what, I'm going to have these set up. And on some days, maybe you have a luncheon with maybe your five best friends. And you, you, know, you get really uh, efficient at this. The agents that do this, it's funny because the agents that operate this way and they get consistent and they have fun with it, these are always the agents that are kind of like your sneak attack agents. Oh, totally. Where the other agents that plan on, you know, all the other methods, they, they're always like shocked that one of these agents Well, got it away it's from because them. they've outbonded you. That's why. That is exactly when why. When Julie and I sold real estate, when we would lose a listing, which was, freak, which was fortunately not that frequent, it was always to a bonder. Always to a bonder. The bonders. And, and probably some agent you've never heard their name before, Right. Too. I mean, because they've been working them socially for, through the yes. different, you know, you know, it mm -hmm. could be a mom's group. It could, it could be a oh, kid's yeah. PTA. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the punchline. The better you are at this, the less you'll ever be tempted to do things like buying leads. Well, you won't. You won't why, need why, why, why the heck would you? Exactly. So let's do method number three and then, um, then we'll go. Okay? okay. We have to do pick up Zoe from... Her Escuela. Yes. Method number three. I'll, I'll read it and you can vamp sure. on it. All right. Host small COVID-aware, you edited I know. <laughs> events, ideally outside with 10 or so friends and past clients, a barbecue, uh, some sort of holiday party, a wine tasting. Again, simply use your best friend, the Ford Memory Jogger. The reason that Julie is repeating the Ford Memory Jogger in every point is because we know that there is a subset of you who are so paralyzed by meeting people, period, even your yeah. friends that you know that once you start using the Ford, uh, you know, conversation outline, ask them about family. You know how well maybe it's magic. let's drill down a little bit just sure. so they can, okay. So the family thing, mm -hmm. you're coaching me on Ford. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me, walk me through it. What is a question like uh, that I, I should be asking yeah. you under the category of family? I actually make it homework to write down three questions mm -hmm. under each of the F O R D. Right. So a family question might be, uh, I, I ran into one of the the moms from school this morning. I said. Uh, hi Laura, how's Emerson? Right, so that's a, that's easy. If you know it, if you know their names, it's easier, right? But I might, and she introduced me to her friend sitting next to her, who I then used uh, another family question: How long have you been here? Where did you move from? Is your family from the island, or did you move from somewhere else? That's an F question, right? Occupation. Are you working? What do you do? You know, here's what I do. What do you do? But realistically, you never get past the F. Well, you you the point is to get to the O because they'll ask you what you do and then you can talk about real estate. But, but you it, don't get to the R or the D. That's true. Right. But if they know, right. It but just, just helps your But building that relationship yes. with somebody just by asking them questions. Mm -hmm. How is your family from here? How long have you lived here? How all those types of family things. That's going to be now. It, it is. It is true that if you're talking to women, the family conversation that staying on the F, that's yeah. going to be easier than men because men are going to bounce off They'll that go really to o quick. Faster. Men are going to go to O faster. Mm -hmm. Whether men are talking to men or women, men are going to not really. There's not going to be a lot of you know shelf life to the conversation talking about sure. you know Sally's ballet practice. Let their wives do it exactly, and then they're going to bounce off or their partners, and then mm -hmm. they're going to bounce off, and then they're going to talk about the next you know occupation. What do you do? Tell me you about do. that. But the point is, is you as the sales professional are asking questions and you're showing sincere interest. It's not a, it's not an interview. You're not trying to trip no. them up. They might say something 
and you're going to drill down on what they said to say that, to show that you, you know, to express sincere interest in what they had to say. Because guess what? You are going to be feeling the bonding that happens when you're having a conversation like that with someone. Yeah. And it helps you remember them, right? So the next time you encounter them by phone or in person, you'll you'll remember, like I now remember Laura's friend who moved from California, right? And used to live in New Jersey and her kids' names and all the rest. So that it's, it's much more um, organic the next time around. Exactly. And now the funny thing is, is that I, people refer to us as Zoe's parents. I know. <laughs> I, some of them don't even know our names. I know, but it is, works for us. Which it's is okay. just fine. And you, but that is how you, who are an a introvert, not an extreme one, but an introvert. Yeah, that's how I communicate. You communicate that way and sure. you just do it. And even though we don't sell real estate, we're not doing it. We're not trying to sell people anything. That's just how you can make friends that's and right. have conversations with people mm-hmm. without tripping over your natural introverted tendencies. Exactly. And real estate naturally will come out if you let it. Okay. The thing is, at the top of the thing, I said, don't be weird about what you do. You know, you, you can't be a secret agent and be successful at this. So we're giving you tools to help you converse more easily and get out of your own way and also have a lot more fun conversationally. So we're going to get to the other points uh, uh, next week. But in the meantime, Julie, I have a question for you. Yes. You said secret agent. Yes. So when are we going to watch James Bond? Oh, as soon as possible. I know, I know, I know. Oh, my goodness. You reminded me. I know. I did. I, I thought it was coming out next week on our small screen. It's, it's they okay, it so started tonight. yesterday. Yes, yeah. now. We could watch it. Okay. Now. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe we just leave Zoe at school for longer and we can I know, pick her up in two hours. She'll for herself. <laughs> and she can walk home. <laughs> exactly. And she can ride in a guana home. You know, it's funny she when could. you started out the day or started out today's show oh my talk, talking about uh, Christmas and all the mm-hmm. you know traditions of, you know, the, the reindeers and all that. But the reality of it is here in uh, Puerto Rico, the iguanas, we saw some monster iguanas that were so <laughs> big. You could practically have those things pull Santa's sled. I, yes, absolutely. You could throw a saddle <laughs> on them. You could. Yeah. Those things are monster. So can you tell your story? Just guess Wait, give the horse story. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is real. I thought I don't know if, if I can tell it congruently here on the spot, but I'm getting Zoe ready for school. That's always you guys know it's always a rush. Get out of the door by this time so you can get there by that time. And Tim, your mom comes in from being outside. My mom lives with us. Yes, and she says there's a horse out back. Now our house backs up to a golf course, so this is kind of unusual. And I'm trying to get Zoe in ready for school, so I'm like, okay, whatever. That's even out unusual for Puerto Rico. Even for Puerto Rico. We're used <laughs> to iguanas, but not so much horses in the backyard, right? And so I'm like, okay, whatever, thinking she's just pulling this off of a TV show or something. I'm just sort of ignoring. And uh, then Zoe goes, oh, I heard whinnying. <laughs> I said, well, when were you going to tell me about that? She said, "Well, I, I was when I woke up, and I thought there were that I thought it was a dragon making noises, bringing food to the stray dogs." I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. My morning's just getting weirder all the time. <laughs> so then your mom points out the window, and there is indeed a guy in the golf cart, like one of the landscaper guys, with the uh, lead to a beautiful horse, right? And he's just like walking the horse up the golf course. And, and then I'm like, now I've got to get out the door, which actually served me well because I said, Zoe, let's get ready and go and we can take the truck and go see the horse. Yeah. In the meantime, no, we do not know why there was a dude walking a horse on a golf course. Or where, why the horse was there, although it rumored to be there's some stray horses around. Yeah, I didn't so, know you could have stray horses, but apparently you can. That's, trust me when I tell you guys, this is a very strange parallel universe for people like Julie and I from yeah. Central Ohio. Indeed, where all we had to worry about was squirrels. <laughs>
<laughs> pissed off squirrel. Yeah. Exactly. So we are going to finish up these points. Uh, guys, please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. If this podcast is helping you, which I know it does because you guys are, you know, lots of you, tens of thousands of you listen to us every single day. We are really uh, working to um, attract at least a hundred five-star reviews on iTunes between now and the end of the year. We ask you to do that because what it does then is that iTunes and Hope and like Spotify, they see the positive reviews and then they share the podcast with other real estate professionals, not just in the United States, but across the globe. So please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. We sincerely appreciate it. Say a couple nice words. Again, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast real estate agents in at least the United States. It is our honor and it is our pleasure uh, to walk this path with all of you guys. And we really do sincerely the, uh, appreciate all of you appreciating us and do show uh, gratitude. If you have the time, which all of you do, give us a five-star review on iTunes. I think I just gave them homework. I think you did. <laughs> you guys have a fantastic... This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.